for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. And I am Cynthia Bryan, the producer and host of this show. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And I always hope to uh, seed and stimulate and support space for positive, meaningful conversations and catapult you from wishing upon a star to making sure that you imagine your dreams as if they've already transpired. And, you know, live your dreams and act like you have everything you need because you are the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Visit the website at bethestarur.org. And this is by Neil Donald Walsh, who probably you all know. If you want to be prosperous, make someone else prosperous. And that's something that I learned a very long time ago. And, you know, it is the more that you help others, you actually are helping yourself. It's a feel-good thing. And I do have an announcement that is coming from Be The Star You Are. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter please do so at bethestarur.org on Saturday, April 23rd at noon Pacific time. We have another free program that we are going to be offering to you. We have an Irish magician, a very uh, renowned uh, magician from Ireland, who's going to do an interactive magic show for us. His name is Simon Ryan. And uh, he will be there, but you have to go to Be The Star You Are and sign up. So do it soon. And um, I think it's going to be fun because it's for it's going to be family entertainment. It'll be for all levels. And when you go to Be The Star You Are, you can get to the event page or just click on the, um, the light box that's there and it'll tell you. So what our show is today about uh, today is we're going to be talking about the circular economy, paradise found, and how to identify bullies. And, you know, it is springtime, but we've had a three-year where we're going into the third year of pandemic, and most of us are really itching for a vacation to some luscious tropical isle. But if traveling to exotic locales, you know, could either put us in danger or we don't have the money We don't have the time, whatever it is. Maybe we should find our paradise right at home. So I'm going to tell you some ways to discover your own personal oasis. And then bullies. Yeah, bullies see their target as a threat to their power and increase the harassment to subdue, silence, and punish the person or country. We are seeing a huge bully and a criminal right now in Putin. And he is as he is killing innocent civilians. But most of all, he is a true, true bully. And the more we understand about the behaviors of bullies, the better equipped we will be to stop them. 
And right now I want to talk about the circular economy. I don't know how much anybody really knows about it. But, you know, as natural resources diminish and the climate crisis grows more acute, the notion of a circular economy has really been gaining traction around the globe. And not too long ago, uh, Time Magazine did a special on it, and I found it really fascinating, and I wanted to bring you this information. Because most modern economies are linear. They rest on a take, make, and waste model in which Natural resources are extracted, their valuable elements are transformed into products, and then anything that's left over, along with the products themselves, when you know they have lost their value or are no longer good, um, they are discarded, and they're just put into the waste bin. And so, in contrast, what a circular economy does is it replaces the extraction of resources with the transformation of existing products and essentially does away with the notion of waste altogether. Now, there's a growing number of governments from the municipal just to the international that have thrown their weight behind the idea. And the EU launched its action plan for the transition to a circular economy in 2015. And then they updated it again as part of the Green Deal in 2020 and it includes initiatives that encourage companies to design products from like laptops to, to blue jeans so that they last longer and can be more easily repaired. And I really like that idea. I think about the fact of appliances that were from my mother's generation that lasted, you know, 40, 50 years. Like I think our washing machine was 40 or 50 years old before it had to be repaired. Whereas, you know, I bought a washing machine uh, and within like six years, it was obsolete and not repairable. And so you just, it's just complete waste. Well, in this past February, the European Parliament passed a resolution demanding additional measures that would allow the EU to adopt a fully circular carbon neutral economy by 2050. Now, some member states, including the Netherlands, have also drafted similar plans at the national level. And among them, it's Finland that stands out for the comprehensiveness of its approach. Now, back in 2016, it became the first to adopt a national roadmap to a circular economy. And it made a commitment that it reaffirmed just this past year by setting targeted caps on natural resource extraction. And like other nations, Finland supports entrepreneurship in creative reuse or what we call upcycling. And especially in its important forestry industry, it's urging public procurements that rely on recycled and repurposed materials. And it wants to curb dramatically the amount of waste that goes to landfill. Now, from the beginning, this country, it has about 5.5 million people. It's very focused on education, and it's training its younger generation to think of the economy differently than their parents and their grandparents. So, you know, people think that um, the circular economy is just about recycling, but that is really not it. It is, it's really um, more about about um, rethinking everything. 
you have to rethink everything from products, material development, and actually how we consume. And to make changes at every level of society, education is the key. So they want to get every Finn to understand the need for a circular economy and how they can be a part of it. So they started a pilot program to teach uh, teachers. So they were teaching teachers to incorporate the notion into the curriculum in 2017. And that curriculum absolutely snowballed. By the end of two years, 2,500 teachers around Finland had joined the network, and that was far more than they had directly funded. And then since then, studying the circular economy, it's taken on a life of its own, starting with the youngest in kindergarten. And it's an uplifting change from the catastrophe and dystopia that often characterizes education about sustainable development. Children have so many great ideas. I mean, we all know how imaginative they are. And what the Finns wanted to do is enable them to think about solutions. So in a nation whose education system, which is considered by most experts to be the absolute best in the world, it rests heavily on experimental learning and not at all on homework. In fact, homework is practically non-existent. I think our students here in America, especially in the area where I live, would be very happy not to have homework and to be have more experimental learning. So they are they have a, a solutions-based approach of studying circular economy and it adapts to all levels of formal education. They they developed an online course that was developed for high school for example where students engaged in an advanced version of what they were doing in kindergarten class. So they would take apart broken items like ballpoint pens or electronics, and they would figure out new purposes for their materials. So by the time the kids reach university, their grounding in a circular economy is strong enough that they can apply the principle to advanced research. So at uh, the Metropolitan University of Applied Sciences, Students collaborate on projects designed to solve real world, real world problems. So one group on an engineering course spent the fall investigating how Helsinki could foster neighborhoods where individual blocks could establish repair workshops, gardens, and composting sites, and then build their own mini circular economies. The concept is also in adult education classes. So they are really doing a, a lot of things that is really going to help them reach this goal. Now, Finland as a whole achieved the particular transformation. They are trying to achieve it. And people say by some measures, they have uh, gotten to about 82% of Finns believe that the circular economy ha has created new jobs and um, have developed roadmaps for some of their own cities. So that is really good. Its forestry industry has taken steps to reinvent itself, and that's a key move, as a full 28% of domestic energy consumption comes from wood-based fuels. Now, renewables, which it includes wood, though burning it does release carbon, it surpassed fossil fuels for the first time in 2020. And then... <clears throat> 
The number of successful young companies employing circular measures is expanding every single month, and many are working to convert side streams from the forestry industry into new materials like bioplastics, paperboard, textiles. And this was, the, you know, Finland's the birthplace of Nokia. And so as many people are looking at tech, there's a company called Swappy that is a, a fairly new company. It refurbishes iPhones. And it is one of Finland's most successful startups. It started in 2016. All of the founders were in their 20s. And they were on a mission to make used phones, which then made up only 5% of the global market, as common as used cars, which make up 50% of all cars sold. And after researching the market, they realized that the main obstacle was quality because people really didn't trust the quality of anything that was refurbished. So that's what they built their company on. And now Swappy is handling every step in-house at its Helsinki facility from receiving the used phones to diagnosing, repairing them and sending them out perfectly functioning refurbished. So they're just like new and they have just this holistic approach. It's working. It's increased their revenue from half a million euros in the first year to 98 million euros in 2020. And now it has another factory in Estonia. And it has over 1,100 employees that are coming from around the world. And they all have this sense of purpose. So although the company's uh, research suggests that many of its consumers buy Swappy simply because they get guaranteed quality for a lower price, many of the clientele, they sense the purpose has made owning a Swappy much cooler than buying a new phone. Now, not all of um, uh, all of the small startups, you know, they're not all startups. That's what I want to say. They're, there's the state-owned Fordham. That is the country's leading energy producer and by revenue, Finland's largest company. And it's also working within a circular model. And it transforms waste into energy through incineration as well as into new materials. So discarded household plastic, for example, is processed at a plant into clean pellets that can be remade into another kind of plastic. Now, the company currently is still a major greenhouse gas emitter, largely because of its fossil fuel energy subsidiary, Uniper. But it's looking ahead to the end game of the transition to a carbon neutral um, economy. And then once fossil fuels are phased out and reduced, uh, replaced with renewables, the raw materials for energy will no longer be scarce because sun and wind unlike coal and oil, are free. But something that is abundant today, like cheap plastic or other hydrocarbons that are made from petroleum, will then become scarce. So the question becomes, where are those hydrocarbons going to come from when fossil fuels are phased out? Well, a lot of people are working to replace them with bioplastics. But what happens to bio if you do that? Because there won't be any trees left on the planet. Wood is a leading source of bioplastic. So instead, the company is developing innovative technology to generate those hydrocarbons from the carbon dioxide that is emitted in the energy production process. So that becomes 
the future of recycling, and it's the way to get carbon circular. So, I mean, to me, this is absolutely fascinating. So Finland is really sick, uh, seeking to position itself as a model for other countries. And to that end, uh, there are published guidelines to help other nations develop their own circular economy roadmaps. And they've also been collaborating with the African Development Bank to further steps towards circular, circularity across that continent. And because it's a unique combination of small population, political will, and uh, this very, very strong entre entrepreneurial culture, and of course that very strong education system, it suggests that any country seeking to follow in its footsteps is going to need to look beyond merely phasing out landfills and funding cool startups. They're gonna have to have a bigger, more holistic picture. And from the feedback that the Finland, um, the Finland people who are doing this have received, it's clear that the education part resonates internationally. And from the beginning, they have, uh, the Finns have thought of education as the backbone of the strategy. So I find it just really fascinating that this circular economy this roadmap that the Finns have designed could actually happen anywhere. And just think about it, what it would do for our climate and for the biofuels that we're now using. It seems that all of this could be so much better. Well, um, I wanted just to make one other announcement before we go to break, and that is I want to thank people for their prayers and healing thoughts that were sent for the baby, Kira. She's doing much better. She still has another, you know, three weeks um, of hospitalization, but please continue your, your prayers for this little baby because um, she's such a sweetheart and so worth it, and she is definitely a warrior baby. She's strong and hanging in there, but with a lot of prayers and happy thoughts, I think that she's going to be well. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I will be back in a bit, and we are going to find paradise in our backyards. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 
925-375-STAR and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business well, I don't know about you, but usually sometime between the end of February and the beginning of April, I have this insatiable urge to experience the exotic romance of a tropical island. I want to feel the sand between my toes, listen to the waves panning against the shore, smell the seaweed-tainted salt air, soak up the sun. I always, you know, I want to snorkel with turtles, swim with sharks, perfume my hair with plumeria because it's, you know, it's usually cold in February and March. Now, this year it hasn't been as cold. Um, In fact, it's actually been a really warm winter. And but with the pandemic, you know, I I just haven't traveled as most of us have not traveled. But as winter wanes and spring sprouts, you know, hammocks seem to beckon. And in paradise, the landscape is lush with flowers and trees and vines that we normally only experience in botanical gardens. But what if we could take a trip to a fantasy island and how would we plant a piece of paradise in our own personal place to release that fabulous feeling of leisure? So I looked at this because I was thinking I can't get away um, now. I actually don't want to until COVID is really over. It's better to be closer to home just in case you get sick. I'd rather be in my own house than get stuck in some, you know, I don't know, foreign country or a hotel or something that would be terrible. So here's a smattering of simple ways that you could plant that aloha spirit into your spring swing. Palms. Well, nothing says tropical more than palm trees. Uh, When I actually built my home, the first two trees I planted in containers were palms. Now, they were just in one-gallon containers. Now I have planted them at the top of my driveway. They look like two lovers. And... They are well over 30 feet tall with their fronds swaying in the wind to welcome me home. And there are numerous varieties of palms to choose from, including lady, queen, date, coconut, bamboo, sago, Mexican, and many more, depending on what you desire in height, hardiness, leaf structure, and upkeep. And of course, if you live in an apartment, you can just get indoor palms or you can get palms that will be on your balcony and that will stay small. 
But having a palm, I actually have a palm right now on my desk inside. I think it's about 20 years old, and it's still only about a foot and a half. And I love it because it's brought paradise indoors to me. The second thing is bird of paradise. When my daughter and I went on the college tour, what enamored her most about San Diego was sunshine, surf, palm trees, and tropical flowers. Those are four ingredients of a kickback island living. Now, hardy in zones nine to 12, the bird of paradise plants are remarkably easy to grow as long as they get four or more hours of direct sunlight and they have good drainage. They do prefer temperatures of 50 degrees and above, but I've had no problem growing them uh, here in my Northern California backyard, even when the thermometer has dipped below freezing. Now, I do have the taller birds of paradise, the ones that have the blue, um, the blue birds, you know, and they can grow, oh, they can grow probably to 50 feet, but I have them in containers and they've never gotten bigger than about three feet. I do have to bring them close to the walls in the freezing temperatures and cover them with burlap. Whenever I have left them out where, you know, the wind can get them or the frost can get them, they, it's not that they die, but the, the fronds, the leaves die back and then I have to prune them off and then they do come back. But if you plant your birds of paradise from seed, just remember it's going to take seven or more years to bloom. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait three or four years. But they are absolutely exquisite. And you can cut them for uh, cut flower, you know, and to put them in a vase. And they just make a beautiful focal point for any setting. The next one is hibiscus. When you are looking for a high-impact tropical flare, with very low maintenance, you can't beat the show-stopping hibiscus. It is so easy to grow, and it's available in a kaleidoscope of colors. Now, hibiscus really uh, thrives in temperatures up to about 90 degrees. It doesn't do so well under 30 degrees. And what is really nice about hibiscus, it can be trimmed into these beautiful hedges. Or you can make a movable container plant. Or you can actually, you know, cut a bloom and bobby pin it to your hair and just like a hula girl does. <laughs> I really, I really love hibiscus. And I really, the pink ones and the multicolored ones are some of my favorite. Ferns are another thing. When we think of ferns, we're often reminded of redwood forests or Victorian parlors. Now, in the rainforest, there are many varieties of ferns that grow wild in filtered light where they thrive on humidity and moisture. Now, ferns are propagated by spores. So you can grow maidenhair, walking ferns, sword ferns. There are, there are other hardy ferns that can be just put into the landscape. And of course, you can cut each frond to use in floral arrangements. I have an interesting fern that's called a walking fern. And it gets really tall, uh, maybe about mm, four to five feet. And why it's called walking is it starts in one area. Those, uh, those ferns die down and it starts a couple of feet away. And it, it, mine have now walked about 30 feet. So from where they started, they're no longer in that spot. They're in a new spot. I, I really like it. They're traveling. 
And speaking of traveling, there's something that's called the traveler's tree. Now, I bet that this specimen would stump you. It is actually a Ravenella, and it was named because its long leaf sheaths accumulate a quart of water that is often used for drinking in emergencies by travelers. And it is from Madagascar. It has a trunk that resembles a palm and fronds that look like banana leaves. Yet, it is a member of the Bird of Paradise family, and it actually has white flowers. In the tropics, the traveler's tree will grow to 30 feet, but it can be put in containers and it can just stay small. And it reaches that perfect height of about eight feet. But as I was saying, it can die back in the winter freeze and then it can re-sprout when the warmth of summer arrives. Now, bromeliads, these are really spectacular because you can grow them indoors or outdoors. And what is not to love about these perennials? In tropical settings, we will see them attached to trees and to other structures, or they can just grow like pineapples. In California, they're usually used as a house plant, and they require just minimal maintenance. I mean, a couple of uh, spoonfuls of water every few weeks, and that's it. They thrive outdoors in the heat as long as the weather remains above freezing. And they have these brilliant bracts that maintain color for six months or more. And each rosette blooms only once. And then as the mother rosette dies, pups are born and then they repeat the cycle. So how you take care of them is you fill the cup on the top of your bromeliad with water when necessary and you don't water the soil. And as I said, just a couple of teaspoons of water and they grow wonderful. I have bromeliads in my living room and they're just they're just very elegant. Some people put them in, you know, bathrooms because of the humidity, but you anybody can grow these. So think about a bromeliad. Another one that people are pretty familiar with, especially if you've been to Hawaii, are anthuriums. Now, they are originally from Central and South America tropical rainforests, but they are a mainstay in the Hawaiian islands where they flourish with the heat, the humidity, filtered light, and good drainage. They come in the colors of red, pink, white, orange, and green, and you can combine them with other tropicals, and you, then you'll have a rich tapestry of vacation envy. Now, jungle fowl. Now, probably most people are not going to be able to have jungle fowl, but I have chickens, and I call them my jungle fowl. In the islands, jungle fowls roam freely. They are these magnificently feathered roosters um, and hens, and um, and of course the the baby chicks. The chickens, you know, the chickens that like I raise are the domesticated version of jungle birds. And although the roosters may not be welcome in your neighborhood, I don't think roosters are too welcome in too many neighborhoods. If you're in the country, everybody has a rooster. The hens will deliver fresh eggs while fertilizing and tilling your landscape. Now, another type of jungle fowl are peacocks. And they are another really beautiful bird that lives in paradise. Now, I grew up on a farm raising chickens and peacocks. And while my egg business paved the way for my college education, 
The peacocks provided endless entertainment with their constant preening around anyone or anything they perceived to be female, including our ornamental cement ducks. And I have to tell you, that was pretty funny when they would preen around cement ducks. Another thing that a lot of people do have in warmer climates are koi ponds. So you can experience the luxury of getting up close and personal with friendly, curious, colorful fish by installing a koi pond. It's probably the most popular of all garden installations. And with proper filtering, aerating, and feeding, you can enjoy years of exotic water entertainment. Now, the one thing you have to be careful with if you uh, do a koi pond is do you have raccoons or do you have cranes or birds that are going to be fishing for fish? Um, I had I have a pond, and for a long time I had small goldfish in it, and they did fine. And then I got a couple of tiny koi, and as the koi grew, the raccoons came. And the raccoons will actually go in the pond and scoop up the fish, and they may, they not only kill the fish, but they break up all the sea plants. No, they're not called sea plants, just the water plants and are quite the nuisance. And it's just really sad when your pond gets destroyed by raccoons. So just be aware that if you are going to have a pond, you could have a pond that has plenty of fish in it. I mean, plenty of frogs in it. But if you're going to put fish in a pond, you have to either have a net over it or have it deep enough that the fish can go deep and hide from raccoons. I actually had a tunnel in my pond uh, and the raccoons were so strong and it was a cement tunnel. They were able to pick up this tunnel to get to the fish that were hiding underneath. So just be aware of that. So those are just a few ways to bring a slice of foreign fun to your home. There are hundreds of dramatic plants that you can introduce to your tropical designs, including begonias, orchids, amaryllis, bamboo, lilies, bougainvillea, mandevilla, and vines of every sort. But keep in mind that many of the indoor plants that we purchase at our favorite nursery or garden center are actually grown in the wild and tropical climates. And even if you don't decide to create a tropical paradise outside, you can always transport the tropics indoors to enjoy a bit of paradise. And finally, don't forget the importance of a water feature. And that can be a bird bath or a fountain because it attracts the birds. And birds are so much fun to watch. I have several fountains right here because I really love the sound of water. And one of my favorite pastimes is watching the birds splashing and bathing and dunking and drinking. It's, it is, and they sing while they're there. So when spring is sprung, and it has, why not bring the romance, the adventure, and the luxury of a holiday hideaway to your piece of heaven? Kick off your mud boots, grab your flip-flops and your sun lotion, tuck a bright pink hibiscus flower behind your hair, and voila, you have paradise in your continental backyard or your family room or your balcony or your porch or even your windowsill. So happy gardening and happy growing. And when we come back from another short bait, well, we're going to have a business fight. And then we're going to talk about bullies and how you can identify a bully and hopefully keep them at bay. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. 
This is the Empowerment Channel. And don't forget, during the break, why don't you visit BeTheStarYouAre.org and sign up for this free magic show that's coming on April 23rd at noon Pacific. It's only about 45 minutes long, but it's interactive. So once you, you have to sign up because it'll, you'll get a Zoom link and then we'll get to interact with the magician. And everyone who has participated in, in this before has said it is amazing. So I hope you'll join the fun. Okay, I'll be back shortly. Stay with me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Well, as so many people are itching to go on vacation, if you actually decide to do it, you need to be able to take care of your customers while you're away. So if you're the type of person that is afraid to take a vacation because you think you will lose clients or customers while you're gone, there are some things you can do. You don't want to constantly be checking into work if you're supposed to be on holiday. And that's even if you're taking a stay vacation because you need to relax and take a breather and take a true holiday by informing your clients and customers before you go about your plans. So here are a few tips that can help you and your business continue while you are truly enjoying that well-needed time out. Again, whether it's in your back porch or it is in someplace special. About a month before you leave, let your people know that you're going to be out of the office or away from the business for a certain amount of time. Ask them if there's anything you can arrange for them now and let them know you will be unavailable during the time period that you state. Now, it's important that you have a person that they can contact in your absence if there is an emergency and introduce this new person to them. You can put your email on auto vacation responder, giving people numbers to contact and dates of your time away. If you have voicemail, create a message that gives a firm date when you will return their call. But most of all, you need to take this trip again, whether it's your backyard or some foreign or even domestic destination, because you need to rest, rejuvenate, reinvent yourself and have some fun. You'll be a better business person because of this renewal time that you've given yourself. And if you really choose to, you can share photos and travel tips with your customers when you return. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. 
A top-rated nonprofit, Be the Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show well, we are hearing a lot about bullies these days and what's happening uh, with the war that Russia has imposed on Ukraine and is threatening to impose on Europe and even the rest of the world is just horrific. And I denounce what I denounce Putin and I denounce his politics of the fact that he's lying to his Russian people. And I stand solidly and um, in solidarity with the Ukrainian people. I mean, I'm not a big person to to watch the news because it's usually so horrible. But this has really been a terrible time. And I just I cannot I cannot tolerate bullies. I want them out of this world and out of our lives. So remember that bullying is all about domination and control. I think that truly describes Putin. So once the bully selects a target and begins their reign of terror over their chosen victim, in this case it's the Ukraine, a bully is going to do everything possible to maintain that dominance. And they actually will gaslight. And gaslight means manipulating by psychological means into doubting the sanity of yourself or your country or whatever. So you have to also understand that bullies get a huge psychological payoff at the victim's expense. They like to abuse their targets, and get, that gives bullies a rush of power and a sense of authority and control. Now, as I said on a previous um, radio broadcast, I did spend two months in what was the former Soviet Union, the USSR, and it was horrific. And I just cannot imagine putting people back into that state. I think that now that they've had a taste of what it's like in the West and a taste of democracy and of McDonald's and, you know, cell phones, Apple and all the, all the things that the West brought to Russia, I don't think there's going to be a turning back. So there's, I don't know how this is all going to come to be, but somehow we have to learn to stop the bullies at school, at workplace, in the communities. Because bullies get rewarded with attention. They like that high social status and promotions from others while their target suffers the opposite. And any bully will fight like crazy to keep those benefits, even though they're negative. And if the target speaks out and sheds light on the behavior, 
usually they just ramp it up. Now, I think that Ukrainian Zelensky has just been amazing. The bravery of the Ukrainians is just beyond belief. And I, I pray and hope uh, that they can sustain it and that the rest of the world, you know, minus those few countries that are aligning themselves with Russia, um, which also are embracing communism, I hope that, that everyone will help them. So on a general platform of what a bully is looking for, once the target sees the behavior for what it is and begins to assert their right to be treated fairly, bullies become angry and then they become afraid. And then they start seeing their target as a threat to their power. And then they're going to increase the harassment to subdue, silence and punish. Now, what we've heard from Putin, he's already threatening nuclear warfare. Of course, Nuclear warfare could mean the termination of the human race as we know it. Um, that just seems to me, uh, I, I can't imagine that anyone would, well, I guess I could imagine that people could be that deranged that they would push that button. But somehow we have to stop that kind of behavior. Now, seasoned bullies maintain power by emotionally abusing, brainwashing, and psychological abuse to disempower the target and make themselves seem bigger and stronger and better than what they are. And then they use those methods because psycho-emotional bullying leaves no physical evidence. And it's so much easier to deny. So as we've seen with Russia, they say one thing and they do another. We cannot believe a single thing that comes out of Putin's mind because he lies. As a KGB agent, he was trained to lie, and that's what he does now. He lies about everything. He lied and said he was never going to invade Ukraine, that he was just, you know, checking the borders, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we know that he was lying. He's lying to his people, saying that it is not a war, right? that he is not targeting innocent civilians, et cetera, that it's Nazis in Ukraine. Well, we know that's all a lie. Just all we have to see is the women and children and the total devastation that have been done to communities, to, um, to apartment buildings, to hospitals, to maternity wards, to schools, and the theater in Mariupol where thousands were, were um, sheltering and they bombed it, and they're still hunting for people. So what bullies do is they try to convince their target and everybody else that he is defective or that she's defective or no good, and thereby stripping the target's confidence and self-esteem. Well, Putin is not winning that war in Ukraine by doing that. So here are some ways that bullies gaslight their targets. Persistent lying, we're seeing that all the time. They'll start by vague lies, and then they try to convince um, the, per, if it's a person, that you're mentally unstable, that you're less lamb, that you're deserving of the mistreatment, or that you are defective. So in the case like at school, they might say that he or she's a waste of space, um, that, you know, oh, you're such an embarrassment. How do you even show your face in public? And who cares about the feelings? You don't matter. Or they'll try to convince you you brought it on yourself. They'll also target uh, their targets with things like, you know, what are you smiling about? Nobody likes you. Or I'm not bullying you. You're just overreacting. 
or they'll try to convince the other person that they're retarded or crazy or ugly or fat or skinny. And they use those words. They use really uh, terrible, social, socially unacceptable words. And they repeat these lies over and over again because the longer they repeat them, they, they actually start believing them and they think that other people believe them. So understand that this constant repetition has a purpose. It's to instill insecurity in the victim, wear them down and force them to resign themselves and acquiesce. And we see Putin trying to do this by lying to his people constantly, lying to the world constantly and trying to put the blame on the West for initiating this. So what bullies do is try to brainwash and force others to believe their lies. And as a result, the target becomes confused or filled with social anxiety or even shame. And then they lose that ability to counter the attacks. Well, fortunately, this is not happening with the president of the Ukraine and the people. They are more forcefully believing that they deserve to be a country as they do, and they should not be controlled by Putin. Now, what bullies also do, and again, when I say this, this is anytime there's a bully. It could be an online bully, a school bully, a business bully, a boss bully. They wear down the target and they force them to agree. So bullies continue to put the target down and marginalize them until that target is so tired or afraid of defending against the, the bully that they kind of shut down. They grow numb to the abuse and they basically surrender to the bully. Well, hopefully that is not going to happen. I don't see it happening. And then they become highly aggressive if the target calls out the abuse. Bullies may try to maintain their power by intensifying and escalating the attacks in addition to blaming and shaming. And we have to understand that this is designed to subdue and further subjugate the person by intimidation and to force the person into silence and submission. And it also allows the bully to escape accountability and, you know, get that green light to continue and future attacks. So just keep in mind that we have to look at the Ukraine as the shield of Europe. If Putin is able to capture the Ukraine, he's going to continue. There's not going, he's not going to stop. He's going to want Poland. He's going to want Lithuania. He's going to want Estonia. He's going to, um, to want Latvia. And who knows? He'll probably keep going. Romania, who knows? It'll, he'll just keep trying to go west. So as Russia continues its unwarranted, aggressive, and unrelenting attack on Ukraine and the Ukrainian people, the United States has to be steadfast and deliberate. And while Congress continues its work to draft bills to provide financial support for Ukraine, um, we have to pass resolutions that demand an immediate ceasefire and a full withdrawal of Russian forces from Ukrainian territory. And we have to express, you know, unequivocal support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. No one wants a war. No one wants a nuclear war. But somehow we have to stop Putin. I was listening to an NPR uh, interview with um, a journalist from Belarus. 
that was talking about how the people of Belarus uh, would like to get rid of their dictator who is in alignment and he is a crony, an oligarch of Putin. But unless the Ukraine can sustain this, Belarus is going to be continuing to be under the plight of Russia and they will be fighting, you know, for Russia. But that's not what the people want. It's what the Russians are making them do. So this is a really scary thing that's happening. But bottom line, a bully is a bully is a bully. And all of us have to have the strength to sign, to stand up to bullies, whether it's bullies in our own country. And we have plenty in our legislature and we have plenty in our politics right now that we have to get rid of these really bad players. And obviously there are dictators around the world. So we don't want dictators. If we want democracy, we can't have dictators. Again, I want you to go to be the star you are.org or btsya.org. And we still have two free opportunities that are virtual for you to sign up. One is our writing workshop for ages 9 to 14, taught by Ruhani, our very talented and award-winning teen writer. And then this that's, uh, that is happening through April on Saturdays. And then on Saturday, April 23rd, we are presenting a free virtual but interactive match, uh, magic show with an Irish magician. So when you're on Zoom, you will be interacting with the magician. I know it's not live, but it's as live as we can be with COVID. <laughs> BTSYA.org for both of those opportunities. Well, thank you for being with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I hope you'll stay with me every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. And also tune in to our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio, on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. To make a donation, you could go to btsya.org. To find out more about Star Style or get any coaching, visit cynthiabryan.com. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And consider picking up a book this week because it's like a garden in your pocket. So visit CynthiaBryan.com and go to books and you'll find uh, several books that you can get autographed copies of. And until next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. when we celebrate once again here on the Voice America Network Live, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self and have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, and always make a difference. Thanks for joining me. Ciao for now. Be the star you are. The star you been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform 
entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.